why is a show trending love after lockup? Like, come on now. We scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel of reality TV. You listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Ratchet, Ratchet Fridays. This is episode two of season one, Ice Pick, written by Ian Brennan, who worked on Scream Queens and directed by Ryan Murphy. I gave this episode an eight out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I am enjoying this show. So I'm definitely glad that I have tuned in finally. We start the recap out with Dr. Hanover, who comes into the RX room, prepares some type of gas, and inhales deep. Cause I'm high, cause I'm high, cause I'm high. Are you I will say the color saturation, this time red, will never not get me gooey. And I loved everything about it. <laughs> I think that Dr. Hanover is someone that is entirely more horrifying or maybe just as horrifying as Edmund Tolleman because he thinks he's doing good and unfortunately he's not. He is indeed a madman trying to find significance in the world using this Lucia hospital for the mentally unstable or let's just call it what it is the nut house as his own little personal science experiment to give himself some purpose some worth in the world but we will get more to him later but the fact that he is doing this and that's the first thing we see out of this man tells a whole story in itself about the fact that he is not working under someone who is functioning at a capacity that would be acceptable in medicine (laughs) and then i was like is that the butler from fresh prince of bel-air because all of a sudden the scene transitions to lynn bronley who is given a very dramatic reenactment of why he's at the nut house for his special procedure he forgot his lines a russian opera singer socialite is like Oh my God, who the hell cares? She gonna have the audacity to tell him he must be getting old before she goes into this whole narcissistic, dramatic enactment about how she went, uh, basically how her melancholy is her downfall (laughs) and that the things that where she passes out and wakes up sounds a whole lot like dementia blackouts underlying condition but she is here also for a procedure for dr hanover to fix seeing as it's her only option and she also wants to quit smoking lily who doesn't reveal much about herself just listening to everyone else's story in the waiting room removes herself from the drama queens and acquaints herself with one peter who is a teenage kid who is seeing dr hanover because his mom says he daydreams oh lord there is a very saucy look between the opera singer and lily so when ratchet comes in <laughs> along with hanover who says 
that we're going to have you lightly sedated and then we are also going to have a reporter and a few guests in the room put the gowns on he leaves and she says well i don't want my condition in the paper she says the fact that you're a lesbian because it's pretty obvious you're a lesbian your cheekbones give you away and that deflated her so much and then (laughs) i keep wanting to call him carlton but he is not carlton fresh prince gonna say i cannot have my ass out in this gown because it is not something i want people seeing she's like yeah no one is gonna want to gawk and look at it because it is not a sight to see so shut up and put the gown on and then the actress is me laughing hysterically as she drags them over the coals (laughs) because you don't complain on nurse ratchet's watch she then says very calmly you'll feel woozy and there'll be a drop of dry blood at the incision gwendolyn is there as well turns out she's not the governor's wife as i suspected the episode one she is his secretary and his mouthpiece very commonly known mouthpiece might want to add and she does not mind saying so to the reporter reggie and he starts to flirt some big wigs show up for the photo ops before being escorted into the theater room where all four patients are prepped and waiting for irreversible brain damage i don't know it felt as if gwendolyn and lily had very little side effects or maybe he just stopped after there was such a visceral reaction to what happened to bronley gwendolyn and ratchet exchange a look before all the nurses witness history a lobotomy to supposedly fix criminal behavior instead of incarcerate or kill these people something he is very passionate about he is telling them that the procedure can be done in 15 minutes for all four patients this is almost a fact because back in the day when they i read some of the shit i couldn't do much of it because i just uh it appalls my mind just the batshit crazy stuff that caucasian people have come up with over the years <laughs> before trying to blame that shit on the minorities as if you know all of your problems is y'all y'all was lobotomizing each fucking other because you was like um you're moody and i can't deal with it they didn't understand that the human condition in the human mind is a fucking fragile ass thing and that things like trauma is that like they didn't know anything about psychology no one decided to address this part of our history because for so very long things were uncomfortable to the point where you didn't think about that shit and if you were disabled or had any of that yeah well you didn't fare very well in said society you probably didn't even live very long unless you were somehow the ward of a wealthy ass person or someone who had power and influence but otherwise yeah so once you know america was a whole ass thing and comfortable and making too much fucking money and having the easy life your mind began to wander and those things like discontentment and all those emotional problems that come when you don't have to actually think about eating or what you're doing tomorrow (laughs) oh but i digress that shit about the many patients that would be seen like this one doctor was talking about how he lobotomized like 200 patients a fucking day it was ridiculous 
people were signing their children their wives their whatever up for these procedures and it's fucking insane that yeah it was an ice pick in a fucking mallet now that is not to say that there were people out there in the medical field that were like yeah this is bullshit and we do not support it it's not real medicine but a lot of people when especially in the around the time that this was popular we're just dealing with a lot of trauma in the world in general and it it was like this easy solution to get rid of problems or people they didn't feel were right i mean lesbianism that's a condition people thought should be you know homosexuality was a condition they thought people should be lobotomized to forget about i can't even imagine i mean it's just so terribly wretchedly wrong uh and people just was like oh didn't think anything of it was like you know what well that's it's not christian like it's not normal so it must be eradicated and we're gonna pat ourselves on the back and those same motherfuckers while not still practicing lobotomies would probably like to reenact them because they actually think it's they right to stone them to motherfucking death let's move on because i can't deal with people like this in the world but i was triggered just a bit seeing this happen Gwendolyn definitely had a hard time watching this as well and she did react to the fact that lesbianism was a condition in which someone was getting a lobotomy because we find out much later that you know this is probably had to hit her in a way and the fact that ratchet is behind this oh kind of sad but at the same time it's if i mean it's voluntary procedure it didn't seem like she was being forced the girl lily then he starts to continue on about how they're lightly sedated including that poor child um and then he takes that damn drill and starts going into their brain and all the squishing sounds did not help for me i was so mad and then the guy was trying to fight him off and he's like oh these are just involuntary movements i'm like oh my god this is so hard to watch and i would have fainted too just like mrs hardcastle i would have fainted just to get the fuck out of the room while he continues his quote unquote groundbreaking work which apparently did not get very far because people were too disgusted by what they were seeing then we see nurse ratchet walking into a convent and i must say she was slaying in that outfit talking about i'm a catholic dressed from head to toe in green girl she came dressed to pretty much (laughs) impress whoever she was speaking with she looked like an angel to someone who is suffering a drought and a beacon of absolute faith and she goes to speak with father andrews which is the lone survivor of the attack on the priest she is trying to convince him to talk to dr hanover and tell him what he saw so that edmund will be declared fit to stand trial because she states i work at the hospital where edmund is being kept he tries to say father andrews that people should not be made to pay for their crimes you know you have to forgive it's not uh something we should want anyone put to death but he is clearly shaken because of the things that he saw 
She says, I am a good Catholic and my faith has been shook. She wheels him away from the <laughs> one of the nuns that was giving her side eyes like, um, ma'am, you need to go on somewhere. And then she manipulates his fragile disposition and gives him a book that she says was her mother's with a Christ figure that causes him to weep. Dolly wonders why Hanover is building an actual barn with animals in the Breakwood speaking with Bucket. Ratchet and Bucket then get into it over the fact that Bucket be stealing people's lunch. He straight up stole her peach. No matter what timeline, bitches be stealing your lunch out of the refrigerator. This is an ongoing thing even today at my workplace. People will put in a lunch. You will put your name on the fucking lunch and they will eat it. They will steal it. They'll just walk away with it. I don't get it. We put free food out there. It's not like you ain't getting paid why would you steal someone else's lunch that don't make no sense to me i wouldn't even want to touch something that was in somebody's house what kind i mean but it's the same fucking people that go in the toilet and you smelling that ass from like six stalls away like how did you show up today smelling like piss that's not okay it's not okay there's a whole goddamn handbook on how you should show up to work that means the smell that comes out of you when you go into the restroom and pull down your underwear. Anyhow, Bucky get up in her face and she's like, what, you stuttering? You can't come up with no words? She says, oh no, I'm thinking about how I'm about to get revenge on your ass before Hanover comes in and says, I need y'all to meet me in the theater in 15 minutes. Despite the failures of yesterday, I have come up with a new procedure to do this lobotomy with and he wants to show them because he needs himself an audience and the fact that he goes to the theater to put on his show tells me everything i need to know about dr hanover he does admit the drilling was a bit too drastic or too much for people to handle so i'm just gonna take an ice pick then i'm gonna take this um what was that a mallet over there and then we're gonna do a transorbital lobotomy by sticking this ice pick in the person's eye into the frontal lobe and hitting it going left and right because you just fucking with someone's brain not knowing what the hell you're doing whatsoever bucket pukes this time even though she kept telling dolly to stop acting like she was gonna puke and mr hanover is upset with both of them and tells them to get their ass out for being disgusting because if you guys can't deal with it then the public clearly can't deal with it and i will say even the male people in the back look like i have seen him come in here every fucking week with this new shit on cadavers that he doing to other people he shouldn't be doing he's a mad science doctor he runs this place it's not my business i'm just trying to get my paycheck and fuck these patients apparently that's their life so that's how they looked in that room but no one other than nurse ratchet looked impressed everyone else is like we ain't been through this shit so many times you just got here you on week two <laughs> mildred of course takes great joy in the fact that they've been cursed out and told to go out in the room and embarrassed and humiliated in front of everyone but she herself ingrains herself further by playing his cheerleader than his towel girl then remarks that they're both different but like mr hanover's mother said it ain't a compliment 
she remarks then that Edmund Tullaman is being treated like a barbarian because he is being scrubbed down and hosed instead of allowed to shower under guard like the other prisoners and she brings him some soap and says well this is the first step they're gonna allow you to shower and then he says well I like when the guards lather my balls and she said don't be vulgar the way she said don't be vulgar I think they're gonna have problems I'm saying that right now because she is not the type and he is just as manipulative like the fall (laughs) the apple don't fall far from the tree except they got two whole different agendas she tells him no you need to behave yourself because if we're to get you unfit to stand trial so you can live out your days in luxury as she says (laughs) to uh and that was the thing yeah i'll get all these money this uh all this money to these facilities and then they treat their people like shit Gwendolyn meets Ratchet alone in the lunchroom and <laughs> outs Bucket for stealing Gwendolyn's lunch and offers half of her bologna sandwich and she says oh I don't eat bologna she says it's nutritious and filling and apparently her favorite food gross you nasty Gwendolyn's like no I don't eat things that aren't actual food Gwendolyn then offers to show her Monterey and to visit an oyster bar and when ratchet spots a ring and figures oh a gentleman might be coming with us she's like no it's just us and convinces her to come along things get central around some oysters i don't eat those things so i don't i really don't (laughs) like i get where they were going with this whole oyster i've heard it's sensual and all that stuff but it does not all i can think of is that shit probably tastes like dirt it probably tastes like dirt i don't know if it is me having sex with the ocean guess what i don't want to have fucking sex with the ocean not in my mouth no i don't there's sand in there there's i don't have you ever put ocean water in your mouth and was like "Ooh, this tastes good no especially if you're around the lakes that are lake erie leave that shit something in there is probably gonna kill you she does tell her that i believe in hanover's lobotomy if it does what it's supposed to do because she has known experience of people having impulses that if unchecked can cause destruction seeing as she herself is one of those people and her brother but clearly she also had monsters that made her a monster she been through some shit Gwen offers her a nightcap at a lesbian bar love that Gwen was wearing pants but when Mildred realizes it's a lesbian bar she freaks out and refuses even to be driven home after Gwendolyn does apologize for making assumptions that she wasn't really ready to face which is her sexuality because she said girl I thought you knew what was going on between us and she should have known because the looks were telling it Edmund is brought to Dr. Hanover and despite his impressive performance pretending to be a schizophrenic the fact that it is straight up out of a textbook version gets Hanover to call bullshit which is a big thing that I didn't think he would actually but he's a madman himself so of course (laughs) like um mad people don't make sense they talk as if they don't like you shouldn't even have been able to answer coherently some of the questions he was giving you because that's what a schizophrenic would do without medication Hanover spotting the knife though and making his slick ass way over to it to distract Edmund who's looking for a lighter for a cigarette was impressively shot I will say I love seeing that scene 
and he says look it i don't believe in the death penalty however i do need to know what that rage was that caused you to snap and if you want me to help you i need you to talk to me edmund continues his facade and is then escorted from the room then he enjoys the smoke himself so what is up with hanover i think he likes dealing on the dangerous side what am i talking about he's like probably doing nitrous i don't know what the fuck that gas was ratchet then interviews peter tell i'll say yes ma'am who is completely not okay and clearly she does not have that empathetic bone in her body where she would notice it <laughs> that this poor kid is not okay and she says well do you have any thought like are you having the same distracting thoughts and he says i have no thoughts at all and that was some sad ass shit then she busts lily in the trellis room with the opera singer going down on her i thought that scene was unnecessary i thought the look between them was more significant than this particular scene especially her singing opera while she's going like eh. like i just i thought that whole thing was unnecessary ratchet gets a call <laughs> and she says who is it that buck is the one that tells her she says i'm not your damn secretary pick up the phone and figure it out who you i love bucket even though she's stealing people's lunches and shit for that and yes deserves some type of revenge for being someone who takes someone's lunch her peach was there the next day though hey sometimes you gotta check somebody you gotta let them know like i'm gonna handle you it's father andrew's calling though he wants to tell his story as the monster must be punished she then says i have the perfect place takes him to a hotel room gets his confession then laces his tea with god only knows what and he confirms that he went to get help and saw edmund's face not underneath the bed but outside in the alley and edmund saw him so what he just like run little bird run i don't know what was going on there but then she's like you need to drink the rest of your tea and he starts to feel unwell she escorts him to the bed tells him that she is going to relieve his suffering and grabs the damn hammer and the ice pick before though because why the fuck do you need to know or to rub in the fact that he completely put his trust in someone that is a monster she says edmund tolleman is my brother and he wasn't born a monster someone turned him into one bada boom 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 and then she performs the procedure weeks later father andrews is being visited upon the agents for his statement or affidavit but he is now a drooling vegetable she kept him alive but basically left him brain dead oh that's so fucked up that's so fucked up considering she's like no one he wasn't born a monster he was made one yeah exactly well you both were you both it's just crazy 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 what is happening what's going on i need to know more i can't wait for next friday it seems like a really long time away but i i mean this is only episode two and this she's definitely living up to her damn title i will give you that but i think there's going to be a little bit more going on with the gwendolyn situation i did i did 
think they had good chemistry together i keep looking at that actress as, as sally langston from scandal <laughs> and so every time i see her i'm like oh that chick i know it's that i can't even remember if that's the same chick i have to google it i was pleasantly surprised to get feedback let's get into it If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio format under 10 minutes, or you can send it in written format. Let's hear what Mimi has to say. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I'm sending in feedback for Ratchet, um, season one, episode two. Um, I just finished watching it. Um, first, I want to say, like, the f- I, I'm uncertain how I feel about this show like there's moments where I get interested but then like the majority of the show I can't say that I'm a fan of I will say episode one um it was like the first like 10 minutes when he was killing the the uh fathers definitely interesting then we got introduced to nurse ratchet and I'm trying to figure out what is happening like I know this is like a like a like a mystery type thing like we're not supposed to know like the ending was dope we found out that that's her brother but there's so many weird scenes like i know you like the visualization her walking through the like the corridor and then she goes into the room and then she sees the one nurse sex and the other the dude and whatever but like the visualization like it's it's so confusing like it's like what is happening the way that they kind of changed the I don't want to say that they changed the viewpoint I don't know how to explain it but it just it seems like the cinematography changes and it almost like a dream state and then it gets me confused because I'm like what am I supposed to be watching what am I looking at and like her weird ass interaction with her neighbor talking about pretend like we're in a fight like that was the weirdest sex thing I ever I was like I wanted to stop watching right there like this is weird like I wanted to fast forward but then I was like I might miss something important that whole thing was just weird then we get to this uh episode episode two and I'm just trying to follow through like the whole uh lobotomy thing through the eyeball was disgusting um drilling a hole in the side of the head like the doctor is clearly um uh substance he has a substance abuse issue um most people i should say most medical doctors aren't allowed to just start you know huffing on their supply like that's not a normal common thing so clearly we know he goes to bars and takes shots and gets hammered even though he's no he's supposed to go back to work that was a red flag right there then we see him you know inhaling some type of medication we don't know what it is but i can guarantee it wasn't good (laughs) so he clearly has some issues um the fact that he let nurse ratchet manipulate him let me know that he's not a hundred percent there like he's clearly a doctor so he's smart enough to do his job and you know make it through medical school get his license and whatever 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 but he is clearly distracted and it probably has something to do with all his substance abuse issues and then we have 
nurse ratchet and her brother so i'm assuming she got a job there to try and get him out um okay i get that but like the in-between stuff is just so it's so freaking weird i i honestly don't even know how to give you feedback on this because this show is so strange like you know my rule i'm gonna give it three episodes this is episode two but so far it's not enough to keep me interested it's too much confusion and too much like waiting it out and it's the stuff in between isn't interesting enough for me to want to go to the next episode to figure out what's happening like i find myself picking up my phone and playing best fiends like to me that's a sign that i should not watch this show because i'm not i'm distracted as hell and it continuously happens i've tried to watch this thing four or five times and i had to rewind because i kept picking up my phone and getting sidetracked it's just you know if a show can't keep me interested especially now with the election and you know me and my anxiety I'm just real stressed out I'm not a normal normally anxious person but just these last what three days have been very stressful so I've been watching tv to get my mind off things and it's not working too well because shows like this are not distracting enough um another thing I I don't understand like I, I felt like the governor's wife was a lesbian when she reacted that way to lesbianism like (laughs) it's not a disease being a lesbian isn't a disease so that in itself let me know she was a lesbian but what made her think that Mildred was a lesbian I don't know like nothing she did or said seemed like she was coming at her like oh can I get a piece I, I don't know and I don't know what they expect to come from these lobotomies because from my understanding all it does is like it might change your person uh like it might stop you from doing certain behaviors but it also changes who you are because they're cutting into your frontal lobe and the way they're going in like they don't see anything they can't they're not doing imaging they don't have any kind of like other than like mentally memorizing the 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 layout of the brain you don't know what you're hitting on the way they're using a big ass drill and or an ice pick and a hammer like how accurate can you be like what else are you destroying on the way in like can the people even see still see out of the aisle like the nerves and stuff that you're hitting trying to get to the brain Ugh, i don't know i just i guess this really isn't feedback this is just you know six minutes of me complaining because <laughs> I did not like this show. I like, um, I haven't seen every episode of the horror stories. I forget what, you know, I'm talking about the American horror stories. I know like they've had like a thousand seasons. Um, I know I saw Asylum. I saw the circus one and there's one more I seen, but I haven't seen all of them and there's some of them like I've tried to watch a lot of them but then they lose me so maybe this just isn't my genre um I don't like I don't like scary stuff and I and I guess I don't like suspense stuff and I feel like this falls into that category I'm gonna watch one more episode I'm gonna give it a go 
hopefully like it seems like we're picking up the pace so hopefully it's getting a it'll get more interesting it's only if i'm not mistaken it's only eight episodes so they don't have time to pussyfoot around so hopefully <sighs> this next episode is interesting i don't know but yeah i don't have nothing else to say so i'm just gonna end it here um until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her feedback so she's not too much of a fan of the first few episodes um and yes if you're not a familiar like if there's a a particular producer that does certain types of genres that are a little weird like legion is another show where i couldn't personally finish through it despite everyone else loving it so yeah I can definitely see when things get a little odd in shows and Ryan Murphy's definitely one that swings for the fences. I just watched The Leftovers, which is Damon Lindelof. He's another one that swings for the fences. Um, but he did Lost where it was good and then it went shite for <laughs> a quite few years. So, I mean, I think that they hit and miss. Ryan Murphy for me is definitely a hit or miss. Um, I didn't like Scream Queens didn't wasn't a fan of that show i didn't like glee (laughs) wasn't a fan of that show i know for facts that mimi loves glee so it just depends on what your interest is i am a fan of people who kind of swing for the fences and it's not that sometimes they always work for me but like i said the color saturation just works for me i like it i love it it's just a very it's a mood setting type of thing um i think that that dreamlike quality it's supposed to be like you're you're we're coming into a mind and you know what this kind of reminds me of asylum he did a whole american horror story called asylum and my favorite horror stories go um american season um yeah season one then coven because coven was bomb diggity and then asylum and then the other ones I don't care for at all. I never went back and watched them. I tried to watch the one with the th- with the house. That one was awful. Uh, so yeah, I would say his latter ones didn't do anything because he was going in. I think he was creatively moving in a different direction that just didn't did not compute the same way. And I do think you can only do a genre type of tale like that, like the haunting of Blythe House, the haunting of Mill Mad. whatever american crime story look it's like 11 o'clock and i've already had liquor so yeah i'm going to be seriously stuttering (laughs) um i did good most of the podcast though yeah he's gonna have um things that don't work for him so for me right now it works because i like the the style the fashion it reminds me a lot more of (laughs) american horror story season one two three it's it's a callback to that style and it's not to say that wasn't fucking out there because it was fucking out there so i can get that um uh what you were saying about the election that's what uh, yeah i'm hoping that at least by my fucking birthday man my birthday's november 8th i would like for at least my birthday wish to be granted and we can announce a new president of the united states of america Cause the one in there is acting like a straight up bitch. Like, 
like you should not have to be having a conversation of what we, we need to do <laughs> if the president decides not to leave the white house <laughs> the fact that that's a whole ass fucking <laughs> like we need to make a contingency plan like fuck what world are we living in i can't i was making a joke the other day that basically to other countries we're the fucking kardashians we're that annoying fucking family that always be doing crazy ass shit entitled as fuck got bougie ass problems they're like motherfucker y'all shit in toilets you like you got heat in the winter (laughs) like your water might not kill you like you got water so good you get it in plastic bottles and sell it in stores while other countries have droughts and can't get no damn clean water this out of the fucking mind when people look over at america so yeah it looks like we hit the height of our epitome of <laughs> reality tv and for four years we had um the most ridiculous buffoon in the world that 10 years later you would be watching the whole like well, where they go <laughs> where are they now <laughs> choco being either a jail cell or yeah because all of a sudden i keep on looking at other shit people is so ready to open up investigations it's not even funny i know i know new york is i mean they already oh you better run bitch you better run shit it's one thing to be a public figure and you be like oh i'm president of the united states another thing when you get kicked out and and you and pissed off everybody before you left and i never watch uh senator mccain's concession speech to obama and i watched it today because chris brown or chris brown jesus christ because i can't stand that motherfucker chris evans who is now bay because you know (laughs) i think i'm falling in love he um he came out and said or he tweeted it and i watched it and I would have never thought to watch it if he hadn't tweeted it. And it was actually one of the most beautiful concession speeches I have ever heard. And it was acknowledgement. He had tears in his eyes because he knew it was a momentous occasion. And he didn't even want to take away from that. And then he was trying to heal in the face. I mean, just a class fucking act. Like I never had a problem with McCain. Like everybody else had a problem with McCain. My mom was judging me for it. I was like, I mean, I'm just saying i didn't choose him over obama but it's not like if you put mccain up against trump i don't even understand how that i will never never will never understand the 2016 (laughs) never however i am getting off topic and this podcast won't edit itself but look out for a special ratchet confessions on sunday on my birthday because i'm gonna be lit all day so i'm gonna do a surprise pod just for that day just to shoot the shit so if you want to send feedback for any of the other shows that i'm doing or that particular shoot the shit even send me a birthday wish you know um blackercouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever else good podcasts 
can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast and leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic.